Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Before the 90 Days, Season 5, Episode 14, Disappearing Act. Something I totally forgot to mention last week. We saw Reality Gaze live while they were in the Northwest. Really fun. Go see them if you get a chance. Leon only kind of hears them when I'm cooking and I have it on or he happens to be in the room. And so he didn't really know all the inside jokes. But I think you still liked it, right? Like you said something about they're going to talk about like a Catherine or something. Carl's wife. Carl's wife. There you go. Uh, (laughs) I had no idea what that meant. But I would say they put on a great show. There is like really good interaction. You do get the corny drunk lady that somehow thinks the show is about her and them, but it's not. Uh, but it was it was a good time, and we we did the whole meet and greet kind of yes. after. They loved your hair. Yeah, you let them know that they were kind of the inspiration that got all this going, and they really were just because. Yeah. You know, Ellie was just such a fan, and then I always laughed at their jokes. Or there's um, I think it is Joey's poodle. mom. Is it poodle? Yeah. Who's the one that does the accents? Well, they both do. Okay, but the one that you love. So Poodle does the Mama Jovi voice. Mama Jovi is the mom of one of the participants of a prior 90-day fiancé season. They put so much extra on the accent. It does. I always call out bullshit. She does not sound like that. She, okay, sometimes I don't know what she's saying. And I love her. She's great. <laughs> And I maybe, love that they do such a good I'm version of her. Because I feel like I know what she's saying. And then he puts extra twang <laughs> on uh, her voice. And if you listen to Reality Gaze, they have the shout outs during the shows. And so I did one for Leon and I had them say, thank you for always watching Trash TV with me. I love you. Love Ellie. And Leon didn't catch it at all. He didn't, well, <laughs> didn't you, hear uh, it. You asked him to do it in the Mama Jovi yes, voice. Yes, I said, please do it in the Mama Jovi voice. And they did. And you were dying because they were doing the voice. But you didn't even catch the message <laughs> that it was from me such a good show really fun great interactions if you get a chance to meet them please do they're really fun and they were so sweet and gracious and oh in the rare in the rare chance that's people that went to the same show as us are watching there was a meet and greet and it was a fairly long line maybe like 40 people someone bought like all the pizzas the joint had to just share with everyone that was waiting yeah that was very kind of you. Yeah, you're so dope. you are the MVP. Thank you. I may have snuck two slices out. Delicious. And everyone was so proper. Like, nobody wanted to be like, ah, no, it's okay. And I was like, don't worry, guys. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wanted to be the first. To yeah, break the seal. But yeah, we had a great time. Great night. Reality Gaze, as well as 90 Day Cray Cray, I listen to them all the time. I listened to them for probably a year before we even started this podcast. And it was really, they made me realize how fun this could be. So definitely main inspiration. So thank you to them. And thank you for all that listen. Maybe you're someone out there that just found our podcast and you just don't use social yeah. media or something. Like it is so much fun. To, even if you're just lurking and just reading people's gifts and like yeah. talking mad shit People about. People are hilarious. Talking mad shit about participants on shows. It is really incredible, which then I'm sure us basically speaking to each other as fans about the show, uh, then getting to share that with you all and actually having really positive feedback, which we're always thankful for. Really um, thankful. It really makes you want to keep going because if not, it would just be Ellie and I talking to each other about a show and then never posting it anywhere, which is fine too, but 
knowing that there's folks out there that really enjoy this is, is really cool. And something Maddie and Poodle said to us, their main advice was make sure you love it. And I do. And it's great. And it was great advice. But going on to the show, I always ask you this. For some reason, I forget to ask you off mic, off, <laughs> off live. In, in person? In person, I guess. Do you want to go in order of the show? Yeah. Ooh, that leaves us at the end with Hamena and her boyfriend, which is perfect. What do you think about the episode overall? Great episode. I have so much I want to talk about. I, for a split second, I thought this was the last episode. So much was happening and so much seemed to be tying up. I thought it was it, but I think the next one is the last episode. In the first half, it was almost like they were setting up for the second half to close it out. Yeah. That, that's why like, okay, you have the preps for a wedding, but it's almost like, oh, the second half is probably like the wedding and then Mm -hmm. it's over. They gotta, they gotta keep it going. Of course. But I think next one is the last episode. I'm happy it's over. It felt very long. So that's weird. They end on an odd number. Is Aren't that they? weird? I, I don't know how TV works. I think it's... Well, I don't... I mean, I just think personally that it's weird. Not that it, Oh, just you. Yeah. <laughs> like the volume on the TV I, being an odd number you don't like. this was episode 14. Yes. Right? And yes, I don't know. It just so it'll be 15 and then I I'm assume just, two episodes of reunion. Maybe I'm weird. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's 15. That's it. Are we ever going to see Ella and Johnny again? Or was that it? Isn't that interesting how either just how they had to restructure the episodes, you don't see... I mean, I know it happens in the past, but you don't see a couple for an entire episode. I mean, I think we, we went episodes we without seeing didn't them. didn't even see them on a preview. No, I think that's it. For the next episode. Oh, you're totally right. I think that's it then, which is a very, I feel, like quick end, but... I cannot wait for the reunion. I think this is going to be a very good one because so much happened. I think that the other person didn't see. So for example, things that people said in their interview or things that happened while talking to friends or family that the other person doesn't know. I think there's a lot of that. Finding out Mahogany was really 22. I want to see everybody's reaction. Yep. Let's start with Gino and Jasmine. Sorry, do you have anything else? No. I totally just no. was like, and we're in. No, just, <laughs> okay. just well, that's just an example of just reactions. I just want to see reactions. We always react, right? We're all you know fans, yeah. but I want to see their reactions when they're playing the clips. Yep, same. Can't wait. Let's start with Jasmine and Gino. I couldn't tell if the fight that they were talking about was a different fight than last episode. Because she says, we got into a really bad fight this morning. Things escalated very quickly. And I couldn't tell if that was the Legoland fight or if this is a new fight. I feel like this is the same day, but yeah. in the evening. Yeah, it's definitely the same day. Jasmine decides that she's going to go look for Gino since she hasn't seen him for hours. He's looking over the landscape and she says, it's peaceful, isn't it? He responds with, that's what I need. Peace. He was, Zing. He was doing his best. <laughs> Star Wars meditation impersonation up there. <laughs> they have a good conversation and they talk about basically why they reacted how they did. Gino feels like she's constantly punishing him and will forever punish him. And she says that she wants him to suffer how she has suffered. Here during this conversation, you can see how much she loves him. There was a little bit kind of mid-season where we really weren't sure. They were both quirky. There felt like there was love there, but we wasn't sure. But... Mm. The last two episodes has have fully solidified to me that they really love each other. Yeah, it seems like 
Gino's the type of person where it would take a lot for him to cry or sort of show that level of emotion. I agree. I would. And he also seems like someone who obviously is not a good actor. So he just could not. He's not going to fake he, it. He could not fake that. That was really interesting to see, I guess, a couple that really has feelings for each other. It's so rare. It, it is rare. <laughs> so it's a nice change of pace. And I'm still amazed on these shows how quickly individuals get through an argument like this i mean look at where we saw jasmine just a few episodes ago in the bathing suit for like a whole day yeah but i think it's because they know they have like a week with each other so it's not like they can really drag that out yeah i guess if you leave because they want to forgive yeah if you leave with that energy i mean that's it's over it's pretty much over yeah yeah. they both apologize to each other and accept each other's apologies They agree to start over and no more crazy exes. Something I want to bring up with you. And I asked you this last episode. Do you think the message was real? Do you think that she made up getting a message saying that I'm going to send your nudes everywhere? Or do you think it is real that Gino's ex messaged her again after all the drama and said, I'm going to do this? I think the message is real. I had some thoughts on ways it could be fake but then i sort of talked my way out of it essentially saying oh that could have been anyone but at the time of filming like nobody knows who they are so who the hell is just going to randomly message her that you know they have pictures of her and stuff and they're going to blackmail her so i i think it's real but if it's not that's a really long time to be carrying around a lie because there's only been two days no, no no because she mentions it there but she also mentions it in the talking you know her interview her solo interview i'm like that's a really long time to be holding on to a lie i'm really torn on it so initially my gut reaction is and i don't want to say it but she's lying that's my initial gut reaction she's lying this message why would this woman who has been on reddit who answers all questions asked of her who's provided receipts who's provided screenshots of everything that happened during that first initial fight with jasmine you know and her why would she then follow up with this random message of, hey, I'm going to post these topless photos? What does she get from that? So we love conspiracies. Yes. On Reddit, she said, I fucking did not send this bitch no photos like yes. or no message. But in conspiracy, if you asked a friend to send a message for you. Oh, I didn't you, think of that. You could say, I didn't send, you know, this be any messages. Okay, this makes more sense than... Maybe that's why I was so hesitant to say Jasmine's lying and that she is making this up. Because something like that is more easy for me to believe than Jasmine lying about it. Then your conscience is, I didn't send, I mean, I didn't send the message, my friend did. But what if even someone that knew the situation sent it without even telling the ex? Like a friend. Mm. Okay. That'd That'd be weird as fuck. I go back on what I just said. I don't think Jasmine's making it up. I think she did get this message. Maybe not even necessarily from the ex. Right. Right, exactly. I like this. Be a really weird. This friend. is way better. Yeah. Because the other there's too many holes in the other stories. In my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmine and Gino are going to explore hot springs, and as Gino gets in the car, he says, Buenas tar. It almost you know sounds like Buenas shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna talk shit because at least he's trying, but I thought it was really funny. It almost seems like he he sits on his phone, Googles how to say blah 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 in Spanish, and he's like Buenas tar. <laughs> <laughs> he almost got it. Later that evening, back at the hotel, we see Jasmine and Gino going for a walk in the rain. 
pretty romantic, beautiful views. He's holding the umbrella for her. Gino gets on one knee, opens the box towards himself, tells Jasmine beautiful sweet nothings, and proposes. So holding the box to yourself. Yeah, that's a little rough. And he's been married before. Yeah, maybe he also did it. No one's ever corrected him. That is true. The moment was sweet, and at one point I joked, this totally looks like one of those shots in the movies where the rain is fake, like someone's out there sprinkling the water. <laughs> With a hose, just... But, yeah, that's pretty cool. Gino says, we got married. Jasmine confusingly says, we're engaged. <laughs> or, or, another conspiracy, they're already married. They signed the papers. Oh, I like it. Maybe, yeah, maybe he slipped up. Listen to this podcast for far-fetched conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> Jasmine says, I know we are toxic sometimes, but we are in love. And their entire season can be summed up by that sentence. Jasmine does not like this ring, and I don't blame her. Maybe she can tell you it's know, I would, on the cheaper side. I had this whole spiel of, like, who gives a shit what the ring looks like? You know, it could be out of a coin machine. It's about the love. But not in this case, <sighs> because Gino... he spent the same amount on a sugar baby and was acting like the $900 ring was too much. So I actually made a joke. I said, well, if you didn't have to pay for that $2,500 vacation that came out of nowhere, no, you he would are... have had a ball and ring. No. I'm giving no, him too much credit. bad take. Giving him way too much credit. <laughs> that was so funny. She's like, I don't I don't even know if this diamond's real. And then Gino's like, oh, yeah, I, like don't, I don't I'm know. I'm not an expert. He's like, I'm not an expert. Oh, my God. Cringy. Because it's deaf, not real. I kind of just, I picked it out out of, you know, style. So question, are they going to be on 90 Day Fiance? Ooh, that hasn't been announced yet or anything, right? No, like I have no idea. I'm going to say yes. I also say yes. Again, follow us for more conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, mean, I have no I mean, idea. In that case, we could, we could say that Hamza and Memphis will be too. Yes, I think they love recycling people. For example, we've had Libby and Andre and all of these couples that have been on for so many years. I think maybe they're sensing that... We're done with them. Let's, if we need to recycle people, let's at least get some new blood in there. I got a couple points on that. If you keep recycling people, that will increase their leverage to ask for more money, which we know that TLC most likely does not like to pay (laughs) decent money. We found out from interviews that they don't pay much money, but you're right. They do like to recycle people. Here's my thing where it differentiates between people. Family Libby they don't care if it's positive or negative oh, attention. No. They want attention. Exactly. Whereas I think someone like a Memphis or other people. I can't see them signing on. They might have had a salty experience with this whole, well, with this whole experience. Mm-hmm. And they might be more inclined to say no thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Whereas someone where maybe they had a, a positive outlook or like Uzman will just keep fucking being on the show. He's like, <laughs> yes. fuck it. Just keep on inviting yeah. me. It's. Oh, what's her name? Um, uh, not not Amy. Um, the ones that lived in the firehouse. Annie and David. They had a cooking show. No, but see, look. But some people thought David was like, eh. I but, mean, he was during the season. Everyone really liked her, and it's sort yeah, of like we like them now. And then as a as a unit, it was like positive. So they were probably like, Hell, we'll be on the pillow talks. We'll yeah. be on whatever. Like, yeah, people like They're us. Fun. We have good feedback from the community. Yeah. Like, they probably, it's a lot different more if you've been, like, bashed by the community. They're probably not. I don't think they give a shit. Like, Family Libby does not care. No, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, everyone, hey, everyone's different. And that kind of more, you know, it's more of, like, what type of person you are or whatever. 
I don't know what kind of energy you want around you, but you know, some folks might be like, I'm not really a fan of all the hate around me. So, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I think that's really rare considering you signed up for a reality television show. So I think that if you signed up for it, you don't care if it's good or bad, you're here for it. I care if it's bad, so I will never go on a reality show. I would feel so sad. I would definitely go on like a competition show. Oh, no. I would totally do it. Oh, I know you would because you are very competitive. I'm not. So I'd be like, I had a great time. I made it to level one. Yeah, look at me. (laughs) But you would be, oh, this is goes back to how me and you can never be on a team, even in board games. Like I refuse to be your teammate. You'll get pissed if I don't buy the right property. (laughs) We need to get back on board games. Well, we need more people because me and you can't play. Yeah, we need more people. (laughs) Kim and Usman. Usman is talking to Badmus and Slam T on the beach about what happened with Kim. Badmus says he is not surprised and said this could have affected his music career, for example, if someone saw this. But they're being filmed for a very popular television show. Everyone's going to see it. I don't think you need to worry about the random person on the beach that probably doesn't know Usman. Though I do love everyone is in on the fact that they need to pretend that Usman is Michael Jackson. Everyone knows who he is. He cannot be caught in the wrong light. It'll be a tabloid scandal. I need to do some research on how big Soulja Boy is even in Africa. Me and you have contributed to his music His YouTube watch list. Yeah, his his count. There's some bangers. There's a couple. There's like two. There's like two bangers. Yeah. Maybe. It's like one in a possible. Yeah, it's good. It's but decent. Maybe I shouldn't say I'm just cu- I'm just curious in the hierarchy of... Of musicians. Well, even even like within his own genre. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where would we... Where are we stacking Soulja Boy? I don't know. But Fire is a banger. It is also interesting that whenever you watch these shows, whenever you see a friend give sound advice, just know that that person is not going to take that advice. No, of course not. Mike, as an example... Usman is an example. Gino, like, hey, I don't think you should be doing this. It's not really working out. I don't see you guys as compatible. I was like, oh, oh well, I'm just going to keep it going. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember if we talked about it last week. That's how bad my memory is. But I didn't think he was going to do shit. No, I said he better not do shit. I better not see one flower petal or one candle. I'm going to be pissed. And here we are, pissed. <laughs> It was like a huge flower bouquet. It was fucking petals everywhere. Petals everywhere. Flowers everywhere. Girl. Candlelit dinner. Some champagne. Unless, unless they cut off a lot of tape. This girl really called it a, a private concert. It's a private concert with a man singing over his own auto-tune voice on his cell phone on speakerphone. So primo quality here. Unless they cut tape. This was like 10 seconds of singing. They didn't cut tape. I think it was literally only the amount of time it took him to walk out. And she constantly said it was a private concert. Did you notice Kim's look is very... You could even see her style or Michael Jackson reflected on her style. The shoes are very Michael Jackson. The shoes are... It's almost like she just straight up said, like, what shoes is Michael Jackson? Where did he get those? Like, I'll just have those (laughs) made or copied or whatever. But the top matched the shoes. The top had like a glitter, like glitter lines. After the live concert, they embrace and he says he loves her. And he declares, and now it has been proven. They cheers. And Kim says, cheers to sleeping in my bed tonight. Mm. 
cringy, super mm. cringy. I think I yelled. Yeah. Why do you have to? Why? Why can't intimacy happen naturally or flow? Like you constantly oh, have to like you, declare it or demand it, and you, it's too much. You had a little bit more insight on that, actually. Yeah. So this is what I don't get. So they had an argument. He was done. He left. That was it. She's packing up. But in this scene, when she was before she got the text message, she was in her room packing. You can see in the background all of his bags. So I don't understand what's going on here. Is this all fake? Was that that fight can't be fake? They're not good actors like that. I don't know. Maybe we missed a scene of him walking out and she says, oh, I'm sorry. You can you can still stay in here. It's fine. It's fine. Nah, I I don't know. Something feels weird about this. Or was he like, fuck the bags. I'm never coming back. (laughs) Also, I swear, Kim has been packing for like three episodes. Okay, this episode, we saw multiple couples packing multiple times, and I'm so over it. Everyone's done. Everyone's always done in packing, but then they are not the next episode, and they unpack all their shit. I don't get it. Over it. It was real noticeable this episode. So if Usman and Kim are good, does he give the MacBook back? I think does so. She, does she give the MacBook back? I think she'll give the MacBook back as she's leaving real soon, like tomorrow, I think, or the next day. Hmm. It's just it's fascinating how it it just totally looks like it's over. Usman's given back the high priced electronic, and then yeah. they're they're all back together. He's going as far as saying that she needs to come to Nigeria to meet his mother. And is this like the other way for them, part two? Or That's something. what I'm saying. Look at this potential here. 90 Day the Other Way. See? Just saying. Usman's just trying to keep these cameras coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's working. He's like, keep giving me this exposure. USB Entertainment, shout out. I cannot imagine Queen Kimberly in Nigeria. This lady wears more Soldier Boy shirts than Usman's own mom even owns. She would never. Yeah, she no, dresses she, nicely. Right. Well, she's probably going to see Kim and be like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> Kim's worried that Usman's mom will think, oh, here we go again. Another, Another one. one of these types Another of one. women. Another she one. She said she's not like that at all. So we'll see. I, I really do think mom's reaction will be that. I mean, again, I keep saying we'll see because I already assume they're going to be on the other way. Memphis and Hamza. They're just annoyed. All these scenes. Just annoyed. Celebrations have begun and the wedding is tomorrow. Memphis is still not back from the hotel. Someone at the party, I believe it was Hamza's sister, sent Memphis a video of the wedding celebrations. And she was talking about how touching it was to see this. It made her think about all that the family has done for her, what they have gone through, and how they accept her and Hamza. So about that late checkout. <laughs> so you're not there and you're talking about how much all of this means to you and then when the producer asks you outside of the apartment you say that you're going to tell Hamza that you are pushing the wedding back complete bullshit if the prenup meant something to her she would have had it taken care of before she even left for this trip she had the conversation with Hamza he agreed and then still waited days to talk to the lawyer this is on no one but her But now she wants the family to have to stop everything. Everything that they paid for, all their time, money, friends. They have to deal with the repercussions. I was pretty amazed by all of the celebrations that actually go on to... Well, basically all the celebrations that were planned. It was beautiful. There's like, um, you know, dancing in the apartment. Everyone's dressed up in 
sort of like their traditional wear. Then there's a carriage ride around the town. There's probably the charm smoke to give you good vibes. Incense. <laughs> You're killing me. Right I'll now. describe it how I want to show Okay. It. Thank you, but I prefer it my way. <laughs> what a gem. A throwback. And then they go to a sauna or like a, like a bathhouse. They go to a bathhouse for a cleansing. That's pretty good. That's probably a good relaxation for a bride. It was just so cool and really nice to see. Like even they say it's a condensed version of what they normally do and the rituals they do. But it was really nice to see her participate and be happy to participate in all of these things that they've set up for her. They do the ritual cleansing and back at the house, the party continues. Like... They party party. I love it. They're dancing. They're singing. Still having a great time. Hamza's getting his hair cut. I think Hamza's like sister's playing the drum thing. Yeah, it's great. The babies are dancing. Okay, they're not babies. They're like eight. That little boy's <laughs> fit was, oof. Yeah. It was good. Memphis then excuses herself to talk with her mom. I did not enjoy this conversation. I don't think that Memphis's mom should be really critical of Memphis right now in this situation. I think she explained it well. We're already down to the wire. My only option is this. This is what I've decided to do. Okay, well then support her in that decision. Say, have a beautiful wedding. I wish you all the best. And that's it. I don't think this woman who has made really hard decisions in her life, really questionable decisions in her life, should harp on Memphis's decision. Or does she know that and see her own daughter starting to make bad decisions? Maybe. But I just think she's a grown-up. She's obviously made it through nurse practitioner school. She's done a lot of stuff. It's kind of one of let those. Let her make her decision. You got to let them fly and they'll. And whatever happens, happens. You'll, you'll make mistakes and we'll be there to pick you up. Memphis asks Hamza to talk in private with his sister to translate. Hamza makes it clear he was the victim of his parents' divorce and he despises the notion of divorce. Memphis says she will not marry him if he does not sign. Hamza responds with, am I marrying a paper or a woman? The sister says something quickly in their native language that she knows Memphis will not understand. She says, if I were you, I would not let her force paperwork on me. The sister is so annoyed. She's... She's just like, we are doing all of this, and you bring this up now. Again, all could have been avoided. You just talked to the lawyer sooner. I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Even prenups in our culture, they're fairly rare, right? Like you usually have a prenup if you have a lot of things to protect, have a lot of money, have like a lot of things to lose. You know, though, you know, you'll start kind of thinking. There's a lot of rich people in this know, country. I feel well, like they get prenups. People like us don't get prenups. Right. Right. <laughs> But I, I feel like when you're just a, a commoner like us and yeah. you're starting from the bottom, you probably don't really need no. a reason to have a prenup. Exactly. Uh, most likely in their culture, it's the same. I mean, it's rare to even, nobody has prenups around here. Like, what the hell? Like, Why is she pushing this paperwork on you? It's It's almost like a, it's not the norm. Not only that, but I cannot stand that she only thinks of her own sacrifices and not what Hamza has to give up. So... She took one trip and now she thinks that means she has sacrificed everything for this man. You know, you're visiting thousands, you know, thousands of miles away. He might be living thousands of miles yes, away from his family. He's not going to be involved with his family anymore. You can st- you can see they're very close. He's not going to be involved in their life. He's going to miss his sister. He's going to miss their friends. 
Just you his know, if entire. His, if his sister has kiddos, you're going to miss a lot of things with them. Your nieces and ne- possible nieces and nephews. Think of the traditions in your everyday to day life and how you live. It's just going to be dramatically different. And so I don't think that she recognizes really what he is going to sacrifice to be with her. I am kind of irked always when she mentions her kiddos when, again, we still don't even know if they've ever met him. Yes, that is super annoying because wouldn't you need to have a base? Wouldn't the kids need to have a base relationship with him, ideally, before you marry him? Uh, imagine your parent bringing someone home be like, this is daddy. Like, what? No. <laughs> who, who, the, who the fuck is that? <laughs> who are you? You don't go here. I also do think Hamza should be entitled to something if he gave up his entire life to go to the United States, to get married, to live that life. Say they do get divorced. Why does he get nothing? You know, I'm not an advanced person on prenups or postnups. I don't even know postnups was a thing. But in that case, they could probably write something in. You know, usually it's like, oh, you get divorced. You got to split things 50-50, assets. I mean, maybe you could sign something in a way where maybe you get like 15% or something. I just think he should get something. I think it's really unfair to say you'll be entitled to nothing. Mm-hmm. What is he supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, we, I feel like people get really divided on these kind of topics. Hamza says, I will sign. Your happiness is more important to me. So very sweet. Even though it was a little tense, it, it ended well. Ben and Mahogany. Loved this scene. We see Mahogany outside talking to her, her dad about Ben. I cannot get over how different her Spanish is from her parents' Spanish. The way they talk as well as their accents. Yeah, you pick up on that more than I do. I feel like she's just, I don't know, just has a different like tone or maybe she just speaks a little slower. It's because they're not her parents. <laughs> I, had, I had a thought of, you know, everyone's saying that they're fake parents and I'm thinking that what if, because I feel like we found out that she goes, she went to an art school or an like acting, school. acting school or something. I was like, what if all of her parents are actually professional actors, but they are her actual parents? Maybe, but it still doesn't explain why she talks like she's in a telenovela at all the times. Oh, like very dramatic. Yeah. Dra- I'm just so confused. <laughs> her, so her English is like that too. Yeah. The same way you're doing it, yeah. like her English is just like that. Because she, she's acting. Mm. And it's not good. Because if you're acting in normal conversation, it should just feel like a normal conversation. She's like, I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, just talk. Just talk normal. You're fine. Mahogany says she feels confused. He seems very serious in chat. But wait. Didn't Mahogany say that she wanted to marry him and give him many beautiful children? But then when Ben brought up the differences between her text and how she was in person, she said, oh, that was just a text. It's not serious. It's not real life. So why? Okay. I'm real not team Ben here, but Mahogany's grasping at straws. So you can say that you're confused, but you won't admit that you were sending very mixed signals to this man. No. Yeah, because it wasn't serious. But Ben has to be 100% honest in text. Why? I'm making the stank face right now, by the way, because I'm I'm pretty confused and disgusted myself. Mahogany's dad says that you deserve someone better than Ben. Mahogany in her interview says that I'm starting to realize Ben is very different than the person I met online. 
And that's exactly what Ben was saying about her. But he had to completely dismiss that. If we're comparing red flags to these individuals, <laughs> Mahogany is so fucking far on left field. Yeah. You got uh, not showing up at the airport, your fake ass apartment. Yes. Your possible fake parents. You lied <laughs> oh, yeah. about your age. Yep. You're promising me children over here. <laughs> yes. You're sending me pictures that don't even look like you. You have fucked up hair. <laughs> You might be a robot because normal people would not do that to themselves. No. Pretty good. Pretty good red flags. Ben is arriving to meet with Mahogany's parents in traditional clothes and a hat because he thought that would impress them. What, why was he wearing this? Why couldn't he just wear the normal clothes he wore every single day? Was he like, I am one of you. You can trust me. Look, I am authentic. His, this is what someone looks like when they walk through the local market. A tourist. And then you walk out of the market and like, this is, this is how you look. This is what I've decided that you all look like. We went, we went to the, no, where was the temples that we went to? Anyway, we went to some temples in Mexico and there was a gaggle of tourists. And for some reason they all had to wear the same like straw hat yes. that they bought at a market. All the same, not Which, even different hey, colors. I am, I appreciate you contributing to the economy and that individual who was selling the hats. That's true. That is awesome. But you all looked fucking corny <laughs> with your mat. There was like, I'm shitting you not 20 fucking people yeah. with the same hat. Now at the markets, they sell all different types of hats. You could have gotten way different ones, but all unique, kinds of shit, all the exact same hat. Not even different color, not even different. Sash it was on almost them. like when people go, I think it's kind of cute, but when people go to Disney and they're wearing like the same shirts, like oh, team, we'll be blah, doing blah, blah, that. that's, we'll be doing that. that's cool. And I like that. I don't know why it just bugged me when we were at the temple, the, yeah. like the temple. I was like, it almost seemed like some weird appropriation type shit. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just rubbed you the wrong way. I don't way. know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. And anyway, that's what Ben looked like. He yes. literally walked to the market and this is how you look. <laughs> just a heads up. We're going to Disney world this summer. And I'm ready for it. We're all going to be dressed as like fucking Star Wars characters. Yeah, I think we're so. Get I'm going to be like, a, I'm about to do some research on this shit, but I want to be like a cyberpunk Star Wars character. There has to be something like that's like, a thing. Like, already, uh, sure. like um, uh, fan art or something yeah. that can be an inspiration. Yeah. I can't wait for. But I'm going to go as like one of a few black Jedis. Oh, nice. Yeah. Big fro. I was joking that when he wears his Mickey ears, it's going to look so cute because no. it's just going to be like little little ears sticking out of his fro. Okay, this is also bullshit. Ben says he ended up looking bad because he didn't know Mahogany's parents were surprising them at breakfast. Complete lie. We saw the text message where Mahogany said, are you coming? My parents are here. And he said, no, I will talk to them alone. I think he even said something like, can you tell them I'm not coming or tell yes, them I'm not coming? Yes, he knew they were there. And he keeps playing this sad card the, all throughout this episode. The thought was, he didn't know that we saw those messages. Yes, so he keeps saying, well, I didn't know they were there. Mm, you did, and now you're just lying about it. Ben says, I'm not here to apologize. I'm here to let them know I'm here for the right reasons. And if they could just talk to Mahogany, then I think we could turn this whole thing around. So you're treating her as a child and want to talk to her parents about her behavior, but she's old enough for you to be in a romantic relationship with. That's creepy. I thought that was weird from the last episode where 
it essentially felt like he was saying, that's cute, but I need to talk to the adults. So gross. Do you talk to the parents of other folks you have dated? About them, without them. Yeah. Weird. As he's waiting for Mahogany's parents to arrive, Mahogany shows up with a letter from her dad, which I think she wrote just based on the handwriting alone. It was too good. It was too nice. It was also really big and almost kind of bubbled. Not bubbled, but it's just the style of writing Mm. seemed very mahogany. Mm. The only thing they told us about the letter is that he's essentially not going to show up. Man, why didn't I read the letter? I'm pretty sure they showed the letter, too. Well, I read, like, the first sentence, but, yeah, I should have really written the Okay. I should have read the letter. We're still using the translation app. He asks a question in English. It translates it to Spanish. And Mahogany answers in English. Why are we still doing this? We're we're like a week in, right? I feel like I'm a Google Translate spokesperson, but (laughs) there's a feature on Google Translate where you can point your camera to text and it will translate it for you. I just feel like... Google Translate is a key component if you're in a long-distance relationship where you don't necessarily speak perfectly to one another. You should know all the features. Honestly, the Memphis-Hamza relationship just blows me away. More, oh, I can't. More, ma- more and more. Can you marry someone that you cannot fully talk to? That's a real question for you. That's wild. No. See, I can't either. I don't care how cute you are. I need to be able to talk to you and know that, hey, I'm yelling at you to clean the floor. Please it would clean be the like, floor. How do I really know... Who you are. Yeah, you could say anything. Again, they need to communicate because what is the expectation when he comes to the U.S.? What about the kiddos? Yeah. Fucking kids are going to be able to talk to him. Yeah. Back to Ben and Mahogany. Sorry. Yeah. A little tangent there. Mahogany says that she's more upset than her parents about missing breakfast. And Ben is acting surprised. Ben says he poured his heart out and got nothing. But it was a text message after she tried to have that conversation in person, why couldn't he just talk about everything that he wanted to say? Again, because he's 14 years old. Ben says, I wanted you to miss me. I want to feel wanted because you're 14 years old. I remember, I pretty, I think I recalled saying something like age is just a number or something when we found out she was 22. Yeah. But that, that also translates to maturity as well. You would think someone like Ben, he's a he's a seasoned veteran. He's like in his 50s. He's been through marriage. He's had kids. He'd be a little bit more in sync with like his emotions and what he needs. It feels really strange that in this moment, he seems like the much more immature person. Yes. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yep. He's really immature. It's cringy to see it all play out in all the different ways. Mahogany essentially drops off the letter and leaves. Then a montage of Ben packing yet again, because that's a main focal point this episode. As Ben is packing, he says it will be good to have mandatory alone time to talk about their issues. Because remember, Mahogany drove them the four hours to this resort. He goes to Mahogany's room and a shirtless guy in sunglasses opens the door. We talked about this last episode and we totally called it. She left. That's the next person in the room. It's not a boyfriend. For some reason, I assumed that she would have left that morning. But yeah, she left the night before. Ben dramatically drops all of his bags right in the middle of the doorway and realizes Mahogany's car is gone. Dun, dun, dun. He goes to the front desk and asks, did a young woman check out today? 
Like any young woman. Anyone will do. We don't need a name or a room number. Just a young woman. It's just interesting that their relationship dynamic that he has to refer to her to other people as a young woman. Yes. Versus just a, did a woman by the name of Mahogany check out this morning? I just feel like if you're at that age, you should just date a woman. (laughs) Just simple as that. He says, who does that? I can't believe she left. I can. (laughs) Talking to the front desk, Ben finds out it will cost 1,000 solis. 207 US dollars to go back to San Bartolo. I don't think that's that bad. For one dude to drive your ass back four hours, 270, not bad. I mean, also from the shots, I mean, they're like in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Ben says, this is incredibly immature. I just wrote, kind of like when he didn't show up for breakfast and her parents were there, huh? Ben says, I've risked a lot for this relationship. My reputation finances, what my family thinks of me. And I wrote, nah, it is known you have dated a 27-year-old prior. This is your reputation. Yeah, even the small interaction we saw with his family, we can tell they they all seemed to think he was full of shit. Yeah, absolutely. As far as money, I get it. You know, traveling, it costs a lot of money. But hey, if you you actually were the one that was so keen to travel. I yes, think there was already she said, red flags. don't come. Yeah, so... You could no, have saved no, all this time, no. this money, is, and your reputation. This is all you. Stop with the bullshit. This is not on her at all. No one's feeling bad for you right now, dog. Be like, yeah, she's grasping at straws and doing some weird shit. She's obviously fake as well, so whatever. Jimena and her ex-boyfriend. Jimena is drinking coffee and setting the table with her mom and sister. When her mom asks how the relationship is going, her sister immediately throws Jimena under the bus. The sister says they argue and she's all tough on him. And mom is surprised to hear that things have changed so much. I was really confused by this and you as a sneakerhead tell me if I'm wrong. Jimena says his shoes were dirty and he put them in the washing machine and that's disgusting. Is it? Because, okay, admittedly, like my running shoes, not nice shoes or nice sneakers. I will put them in a mesh bag and throw them in the washer. Yeah, I feel like. Is that disgusting? Am I a disgusting human being? I feel like your regular old shoes, that's probably fine. But I think shoes that are probably nice or you're more careful with, there's like either like a shoe you cleaner. You cleaner and the little brushes and Yeah, that you, stuff. Wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, you'd probably take out the insole, like clean up, maybe throw the insole in the wash, but yeah, you wouldn't just throw the whole shoe. Well, yeah, in the wash. but I don't think Mike is rocking like some Jordans. Yeah, he's rocking like some chill athletic shoe. Yeah, so I think it's fine. But maybe I am wrong. I, I also noticed that she only has so much to put on him that she keeps repeating the same thing. She keeps repe- repeating the same incidences like they keep happening. Like the sleeping thing you were really annoyed to hear again. Like she doesn't even acknowledge that he's most likely corrected that. Like he probably doesn't do that anymore. Hopefully. 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 <laughs> we don't have any Hopefully. proof, but... But I feel like it happened. It irritated her. And she told them. And then he's like, you know, my bad. I won't do it again. And for we don't even know. Like, he's probably stopped doing that. But she keeps bringing it up like it's still an issue. Because it's similar to Mahogany in the sense that she's grasping at straws to push her boyfriend away and have him break up with her so that she is not the bad one. It's a very classic manipulative mm-hmm. tactic. In an interview with mom, she says Jimena doesn't think like a rational woman. Scathing. 
When Jimena's sister says that she needs to have patience with him, just as he has had patience with her, she says, what did I do? I'm the biggest saint of all. Her mom was not buying that shit at all. (laughs) Or the sister. He was like, fuck no. You need to replace saint with sinner. Later that day, Jimena's boyfriend and Jimena's mom are talking in the living room. Her boyfriend says things are going backward, and is that something that he should worry about? Jimena's mom says, yes, she shouldn't be this cold, and you are a good person. When he asks what he can do, she replies with, be patient. She's never had a serious relationship before. Interesting. Do you think the mom meant never had a serious relationship or never had a relationship with someone I could see as a husband? I don't think she's ever had a serious relationship that she that lasted a long time. She had a, a good time with. I think everything was probably quick because even herself, she says she gets bored. Hmm. I could have sworn they said she was married before, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Later in the episode, Jimena and her boyfriend are in the car going to play pool. And there is tension. She hates this man. She doesn't even want to look at him. When he says that she looks nice, she goes, you look normal. <laughs> Just what you want to hear, right? She also calls her mom a liar and says she's been in several serious relationships. I do not believe her. It also seems like her boyfriend planned this date because she mentions she doesn't know how to play pool. Yes, but, but he-, he does. So I think he wants to do that cute thing where you teach your partner. Mm-hmm. From their backside. Yeah, you don't see, you know, you do the lean oh, over you hold thing. it, you hold it like yeah. this. Ah, okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. He's following her around the pool table to teach her how to play. And she immediately is shutting, it, shutting that down. Don't follow me. Don't follow me. She doesn't like that clingy just, shit. It also, it's funny because she said it like three times how the language barrier is there she's like don't follow me he's like oh, oh, oh. And, then, and then he keeps following she's like no stop like <laughs> really get over there while they're sitting outside and having a beer together her boyfriend asks isn't it nice when we have fun together she replies with no because my kids come before you i feel like she had the following statement ready no matter what was said. No matter what was said, it was going to be negative. It, she's trying to break up with him. She's trying to get him to break up with her, push him away. Anything she can do to get out of this. I was surprised that she was the one to break it up. I think she realized that he, no matter what she did, she's been cold this entire trip and he will not leave her alone. So she realized that she couldn't convince him to break up with her. So she was just like, fuck it. I got to do it. Mm hmm. Her boyfriend is so confused when she says this because it really is out of left field because he was just asking basically, isn't this fun? Yeah, I think the translator probably fucked him up on that one. Like the way he worded it, it, it just the translation was kind of odd. But I think what she said was super confusing. If you ask someone if they're like, isn't this nice? We're having fun. And she goes, no, because my kids are the only fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. You'd I, get be it, like, I get it. I get it. That's weird. Yeah. Then we bring up the money. Her boyfriend says... I can't help but to think your feelings changed once I stopped saying yes to buying everything. Now, if you don't frequent social media or Reddit, skip ahead like one minute. We know that Mike told Jimena to stop working. She was a cam girl and that he would pay for everything. And that's a massive power move in a relationship. So she would have no money and have to depend on him. It's something the show never brought up. And two, something that 
Jimena's boyfriend did not tell his father and grandfather. No. That that was his arrangement with her. She didn't say. Because they even asked, like, how how much are you sending over there? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's like a like, thousand bucks. It's got to be way more than no. that. I mean, it's their entire way of living. Because he said, quit your job. So what this basically boils down to is this puts Jimena's boyfriend in like a, a position of power. Yes. You can now sort of dictate. You basically have more power over this person because yeah. they basically rely on you for so much. Not only that, but he's then kind of using it to say, will you sleep with me, please? Ugh, it's just right. she, he's making it almost like she owes him. Yeah. In her interview, Jimena says that you don't say things like this when you love someone. He's humiliating me and he's throwing it in my face. If he thinks I'm with him for money, then he never really knew me. I definitely think the money is at play here, but it's kind of his own doing. He said, stop camming and I'll pay for everything. So that was the agreement that he would pay for everything. And then the way, I mean, the way it was edited, it makes the viewer think of, well, she asked for like a boob job and like liposuction. He said no. And then she basically went cold on him. Yeah. Where we lost old boy is basically his reaction to Jimena dumping him. Yes. So he asked, so you only want to be friends? She said, yes, you will no longer be my boyfriend. This is where it starts getting shitty. Her ex-boyfriend says, okay, but I would like to take everything back with me. Anything that I paid for. She said, take the whole house if you want. This motherfucker really about to shit back a couch? Yeah. What are you going to do with this stove and this fridge? Dummy. Grandpa don't want it. Dummy. You're just being petty. What you should have said was, it was nice fucking knowing you. I wish you the best. That's it. I'm out. Yeah. And you cut your losses and you move on. Because what do you want? She doesn't owe you anything. At some point, I almost thought of it like he was trying to call a bluff or something. Yes. He thought if he said, I'm taking everything back, she'd be like, no, no, just come on. We'll work on it. Stay, stay the night. And she she was like, go. Nah, I'll go double down. She said, fuck you. Fuck the shit. You can take it all. And then he runs away. I'm like, where are you going? It's a dead end. He's like trying to juke out the cameras, jumping over fences. Across the street. Yeah. Uh. What? Where are you going? Oh, man. I'll, I'll wait till the next time on you. you. You got this. It gets spicy. Let's start with their next time on then. Okay. Since we're talking yeah, about Yeah, let's them. do that. Thank you. On the next time on, we're back at Jimena's apartment. Jimena reiterates that this relationship is over. In an interview with production, her ex-boyfriend says that she is cold and calculated and that this reinforces that she just used him for money. What doesn't? Again, anyone can break up with you for any reason. Right. Hell, you could have like a professional hostess that you actually pay. Yeah. The hostess could be like, you know what? You're kind of fucking weird. We're done hanging out. Yeah. You could break up with anyone at any fucking moment. All right. You're your own person. When Jimena tells him to stay at a hotel for the night, he says, no, I pay the rent for this apartment and runs upstairs like a little kid. I honestly think it's odd editing, but he's probably honestly just running upstairs to pack his shit. That's just my thoughts. No, we're seeing his true self come out right now. And that is not that is not it. He is not mature enough to say, "Okay, I'm going to stay. You don't want me here. I'm going to pack up and go. No, he's going to go lock himself in her room. We'll see. 
In his next interview segment, he says she is a mean, evil, cold bitch. I think you're right. He, he's, he didn't have no fans, but he's losing them all. <laughs> I cannot believe I thought he was a good guy. Hey, he should have listened to Nelly. That, that, that Nelsie. Nelsie, Nelsie, and just bounced. Yeah. She just, we, she just bounced. The first couple of days when you saw how it was going, you could have just ended it there. But there was nothing that she could do that would make him break up with her. Going back to the other couples on the next time on, we see Memphis and Hamza get married. It's going to be so sweet. They both look so pretty. Gino tells his uncle he's engaged, and his uncle asks if he's ever mentioned a prenup. Nope. Nope. Later that night, Gino brings it up at dinner, and Jasmine says, fuck that. Again, editing. We don't really see that, but I'm curious to see how the conversation goes. I bet that's her reaction. (laughs) Kim is actually going back to the U.S., And the producer asks if they will kiss on the lips. Kim says yes, there will be a kiss. Usman says no. Someone might see. Even though this is a nationally televised show, someone might see. Like we didn't all just see lots of intimate, shirtless, lots of things happening in the hotel room. Ben is still begging Mahogany to meet him and she actually shows up. She speaks in her best telenovela voice and they kiss on the pier where they first met. She's like, I'm so confused. And then Ben's like, confused? As he leans in for a kiss. Oh, uh, <laughs> gross. Yeah. And this that's all. Was the uh, <laughs> ending's going to be fun. Is there an air date for the next season? Oh, there probably is. Okay, oh. let me look at that because that's going right. to obviously be the last. Right. I'm curious how they stagger like like reunion tell-alls to new season. Yeah, yeah. I would think that it's just... We'll get the tell-all, and then the new season yeah. will start. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Thank you all for rocking with us. Appreciate y'all. Keep them five stars coming. Only five-star reviews. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>